Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A Mazda. Hosts Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, freeform discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got caught. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. My mother told me never to do this. Yeah, there are a lot of things that our mothers told us not to do. Not to climb that tree. Not to go swimming until 30 minutes after we've eaten. And definitely don't get in vans with strangers. Or don't let strangers get in your car. I mean, that's... That's a big one, right? I mean, that's one that unless you're sailing down the road and you see that thumb stuck out and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to let that person in. This feels like the 70s. This feels like the 80s. It's okay to let somebody in. Well, the 1986 movie, The Hitcher, tells us you are dead wrong. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. Hey, man, I'm Justin Wellborn. Jimmy Mack over here, sitting with you guys on Cargo Cult, a conversation about the movies, moments, music that helped shape the trucking industry. How you doing, man? I am great today. So, uh, The Hitcher. You know, you brought, yeah. up, the, you brought up the whole um, hitchhiking thing. The whole hitchhiking thing. Yeah. And it, the moment I began to watch this movie, which, by the way, has uh, C. Thomas Howell, um, a very young... Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, which was very surprising, very surprising. I totally forgot that she was in the movie until all I know. of a sudden she I shows up. I almost wish they haven't like, had the and as, you know, Jennifer Jason right, Lee right, as right, 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 and, and it kept it a surprise. I, it, well, the thing, but they didn't know it was a surprise back then. I mean, it wasn't like, but she. I always Fair forget. Enough. She's going to be somebody special. She's going to be somebody special. I mean, the the, the star of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. One of the, she was one of the breakout stars. People forget right, that. Right, right. There are the people they were kind of banking on, and of course, you know, Sean Penn from Fast Times, big old massive deal she was great in that yeah she's like yeah, the yeah, revelation yeah. in that and then she kind of just shows up in she Hitcher. starts yeah she starts doing strange movies man it, and it, then all of a sudden you know she, she never is, gets cast now by the way i'm looking at her now she, she was ne- she no ne- she never she never tv might save her later on she was in hateful eight yeah she oh no no no, no i'm saying now of course oh no you missed my point oh sorry. that jennifer jason lee from the 80s never gets cast if she's that age now oh i see because she's a little bit soft in the face. Sure, okay. She's a little bit, okay. she's a little mousy in looking. In today's world. In today's world. Oh, no. In The Hateful Eight, she plays the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that. She is the she's thing. She's the beast. She's right, the right, thing. Right. I mean, she literally right, right, is. The, and that's why they use the, okay, we're getting totally off track I was here. about to say, man. Listen. Where, where, where are we hitching to? Hitching. Okay. So I, I, as I watch The Hitcher, which of course involves C. Thomas Hall, I've, I've left out the biggest breakout, big name, kind of terrific movie star. Because you're going to let me say it. I'm going to let you you're say gonna it. You're going to let me say it. 
I'll let All you right, say. Good, good, good. So good. see Thomas Hall. Who is looking great in this movie. I mean, just like Pony Boy. Just out of the outsiders. Outsiders and, forever. And a perfect kind of 80s, not quite mullet. His hair is excellent in this, even when he's and running a much for his more life. real person in terms of looks than I remembered him as because things have gotten yeah. so pretty today. Speaking right, of Jennifer right, right, Jason right. Lee, he, he, he gets dirty in this. He gets dirty, but he also has a certain kind of a combination of baby face and a combination of humanity that he he's the kind of guy that probably would get cast now, but he'd have to hit the gym a lot more. You, yeah, you me? yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's got a great innocence lost. He, he in this. really he, does. He, he's still innocent at the beginning, and very quickly is um, okay. So he plays. He this. plays a guy who's actually going from Chicago to San Diego. He's taking a drive away car, which essentially is he works for a company when somebody buys a car in another state, and they do it so they can get lower insurance rates and a lower price and all that stuff and escape the taxes. You buy a car in one state, then you have somebody drive that car to your state. C. Thomas Howell is playing um, Jim Halsey, a guy who is on his way from Chicago to San Diego. Right. He is having a hell of a time during the credit sequence of staying awake. Sure. He's having a heck of a time staying awake. Cigarettes, cigarettes music, music you know, the whole enchilada lot of cigarettes and the burrito on the side. And then, of course, as he starts to drive, it starts to rain as well. And that rain, of course, makes him even more sleepy. And then a, well, a, a semi. Large semi-lights suddenly loom into the frame as he falls asleep behind the wheel. He barely misses it. He regains himself. Now, hold on to that. And he's making his way down the road. The thumb goes up. The car goes by. Except, as you said, <laughs> the car doesn't go by. He pulls over. Who's he, he pick does. up? He lets in Rucker Hauer as John Ryder. He actually introduces himself pretty early. But, man, Hauer is just haunting and enigmatic in this movie from word one you just he's a wild card and from very quickly on he's shady i mean it's it's on the credit sequence is whatever it is to just kind of set up this little part and then when c thomas opens the door my mother told me never to do this i i i think uh you know Mr. John Ryder Rucker Hauer uh, has an inward smile when he hears that because there doesn't seem to be much motivation for the absolute slew of violence that follows from this one decision to open the door and let this stranger in. Now, now in my small amounts of research on the movie, uh, as it turns out, the writer of the film, uh, Eric Redd, who later goes on to help pin Near Dark, my very favorite vampire film with Catherine Bigelow. Also very motorized, mechanized, and dealing with the road a lot as well. And I hope we do one of these days. Um, and he actually was inspired by a trip from New York to Austin, Texas when he was moving there. It was raining. He's listening to the doors. There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. What does I mean, that even mean? I I don't know, but I feel like I've had my brain squirm like a toad, so I at least know that. Uh, and that's pretty much what inspired him to write this movie. 190 pages, to be I precise. I mean, yeah, just draft. a slew of things that when he sent it in with, you know, um, you know, the words, this will haunt you for weeks once you read it. And apparently it was just a gore-a-thon, and they've really tamed some of that down for the film. It, it, it's a lot more, uh, it, now it's there. Oh, it's there. But not a finger. <laughs> well, at least they didn't put the eyeball on the hamburger. And, not a finger. You know, yeah. Well, we, yes, we, a finger, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's actually one of the only things I remembered about the movie, because I think it was one of those first 
films that was on HBO, like horror films. We'll only when show this feature really at night. Out. Yeah, HBO yeah, yeah, yeah. will show this feature. And I remember that C. Thomas night. goes to eat some French fries, and then he's holding a finger. He's finger. about to eat it, and it's you know that is the only moment that I really remembered, other than the fact that Rucker Hauer is in the movie. The one finger salute. So I kept thinking about this, and you talked about the peak seventies, early eighties hitchhikers, right? Right, right, right. It's already peaking out, dude. That's oh, com- that's yeah. come yeah, to yeah, a yeah, bitter. Yeah. But here's the thing: I'll make this point. Well, the '70s, you can still do it, I think, but it's getting dangerous because, well, now the word Manson. serial killer is Manson. out there. There we go. And by the '80s, we're we're telling you it's wrong. We're telling you it's bad. By the '80s, you should know better, man. This is 1986. You do not pick up Rucker Hauer on the side of a rainy road. Well, the other thing is too is the fact that. Um since this is uh, another episode that we'll be dropping, hopefully at Halloween, I'm, I'm I'm gambling here and pushing my good friend Nick DeMeo. Who I don't know. It's spooky Crowley. season all year all round year now. Round. It just it, it, it's its own cult it, it, now. It, it, you it know? Is, We're just way, waiting between October. Did you see Halloween is on the cusp of passing Christmas as the most um, uh, most money spent during a holiday? I think that makes a lot of sense it's in some wall. ways because you get to spend money on yourself and your house and things like that and things that you go and do like haunted houses or escape rooms or whatever. But it's also the night of mischief. So, which, you know, human Happy beings Halloween. are just straight up like Happy the season Halloween. of giving and love and family. <laughs> but how about the one to the lords of misrule? I've always said that, <laughs> that I, I'm a firm I believer that Halloween is a firewall because Thanksgiving has collapsed. It's a pregame for Christmas. <laughs> it is a it's utterly collapsed, meaning yeah. that a couple of Native Americans, a few guys with weird hats and blunderbusses and some football players really can't hold the line against the forces of Christmas. I mean, the House of Donner can put endless infantry into the field anyway. They got no shot. If, in fact, that gets overrun and it has been overrun, they have Christmas in July. I mean, I got a, Tom Bray, who um, we've talked to from time to time on Sirius Wait, are you, 146. Are, are, are you rescheduling the calendar? Is that what you're suggesting? No, wait, listen. No, wait a minute. Listen. Uh-huh. I'm so okay. Tom, Tom Bray, Tom Bray, who has actually been on our, uh, right. our weekend show, and you've talked to, you know him, he and his family celebrate Christmas in July. They celebrate Christmas at Christmas, Christmas in July. He was the first phone call Christmas morning on the show, live show. He and his family yeah, called and right. sang, um, sang Christmas carols. Do you realize that if it wasn't for Halloween, there would be a massive pincer action and July, Christmas in July, would link up with actual Christmas and we would be subjected to six months of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? This just got more nightmares than any Halloween analogy I could ever make. So the joke I always make is they have their fat man and his white beard and his red suit and his group of reindeer and we have our fat man in his black suit with his ravens <laughs> alfred hitchcock is the only thing standing us between between us and the forces of christmas so we have to we have to you know it is you're right it's spooky season all year long it's spooky season by the way is in the urban dictionary look it up there's a thing called i am spooky season. not surprised anymore Listen, I, I personally would like to see christmas celebrated every five years i think that would be good and thanksgiving is true Truly the only family holiday that you're allowed to drink on excessively. Yeah. And I mean, by the way, you can get together with mom I and dad and like have a little too much. That's okay. You know what I celebrated Thanksgiving? I don't celebrate. I, I think that the whole, I think the pilgrims get this whole PR job they don't deserve. I think Thanksgiving is a celebration of the Battle of Gettysburg. 
Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com.